you're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is supported by Farmyard and Farmyard's Mighty Network. This is episode 57, and in this episode, my guest is one of the conferencees at a conference that I was a sole speaker at on this tiny island called Star Island off the coast of New Hampshire. After that week's worth of talks, this conferencee, Rocky, a.k.a. Angelo, or vice versa, went home to California and started implementing what he had learned. It's very exciting for me, and I'm sure you will learn an awful lot from him. So let's bring him right on, and he'll start to tell us about his background. Are you there, Rocky? Let us know a little bit about your background, honey. Okay, I guess uh, as far as background, um, I am a mechanical engineer and a farmer, so uh, I think the two, you know, kind of fit well together in my interest in in your website, Farmy Yard, and getting back into gardening, organic gardening at home. Um, we have a very small yard, so I was very interested in your lecture and how to be able to turn our yard uh, more into a farm. We uh, we've started at different times and been a little discouraged because of pests, but um, I'm re-energized, um, so I was excited to hear about the um, Vortexer for activated water. Um, I thought the research on that was, was interesting and wanted to try it. Hey, let me ask you this. First of all, for our listeners, where exactly are you located? I am located in San Ramon, California, which is on the east in the East San Francisco Bay Area. East San Francisco Bay. Have you always lived there? Uh, we've lived here. My wife and I are both natives of the Bay Area. Mm. Uh, we lived in Connecticut for about 26 years and then moved back to California in 2003. Very interesting. And as a profession, you were a mechanical engineer, not a farmer. Yeah. Not a farmer. Not a farmer. So when you went back in 2003, did that is that when you started to pick up the farming bug, so to speak? No, I think I've always had the farming bug when my wife and I first got married and lived in San Mateo, um, California. We had a backyard, small backyard, with, uh, but it had about 10 fruit trees, and I built some raised beds, and you know, we did some organic gardening at that time. Uh, we moved to the East Coast, and you have a different weather situation there than California, but um, I managed to have gardens in just about all of our houses. Um, the exception is probably Delaware. But when we lived in Connecticut, we always had a, a, a garden. Um, so when we moved back here, we tried planting and had some problems with squirrels and different things. And so I kind of got out of the gardening uh, phase for a while, but I'm excited to be uh, starting it back up now. And of course, you're you're 28 years old, so you've got a lot. (laughs) Thank you for that. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 65. I'm 65. You know, I'm 63, and sometimes when I look at kiddos, you know, Mm -hmm. in their their early 20s, and I could outweed a bed, you know, and they say, this is, this is really hard work. I say, I don't understand that. But, you know, with the body, if you don't use it, 
you know, it starts to not work anymore. Yes. Yes. Oh, gardening is great exercise. I love it. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful? So what are some of your most favorite things to grow? Well, I love tomatoes, Mm -hmm. but, um, the squirrels are a bit problematic here and, and boy, are they clever. So, um, (laughs) I've had limited success with those here, but, um, we, we right now have a pretty good size herb garden and by size, I mean, in pots, we have (laughs) many pots with, um, you know, your basic basil, thyme, oregano, um, mint, uh, rosemary and, and those types of things. Um, and so I've just, I've just built three, um, 18 inch by four foot beds that I can put the vegetables in. So I'm excited to get those, uh, up and going. They're all planted there. I've got stuff coming up already. So do you now already? I do. Well, I put some plants in and I planted about half seed and half plants and uh, radishes, boy, they came up in like uh, three or four days. So yeah. the radishes coming up and uh, waiting for some lettuce and carrots and beets and leeks uh, all to come up right now. Well, I can tell you a seed that you really should look into. It's out of Canada and the company's name is Mums, M-U-M-S. And the seeds that I recommend highly are dwarfed gray pea shoot seeds. Those seeds, oh dear Lord, 10 days from seed to belly. Wow. You know, at, yeah, 10 days complete. You know, now you're, you're cutting them when they're three inches tall, two and a half inches, three inches tall. So, I mean, but you have the complete flavor as if you had a mouthful of peas, right? Wow. And you don't need a trellis. You don't have to open them. I mean, it's really easy peasy pea shoots. And then you could cut them with a scissor, you know, into anything, anything really. You don't want them to get too long because then they'll get stringy. You know, they're going to start to produce that vine, you know up their backbone so that they could travel everywhere they they darn well please now now you know it's uh, um interesting so you're a mechanical engineer do you think that that had anything to do with your interest in activated water well um i think i i, I don't know mm-hmm. um although being an engineer and and scientist uh, of sorts uh, yes Mm-hmm. Um, I was very interested in it. Um, I, I think it, it more has to do with being an organic farmer, you know, mm. and things. And you talked about soil and the importance mm. of good soil. And so I wanted to do some things that would help because I realized that that is why I was having some of the difficulty in the planters, in the containers, in, in success in growing. You know, mm. things would grow very slowly and not very well at all. And so, you know, the, the information on soils and anything you can do to help that. Mm-hmm. So not only have I uh, made a vortexer, I, I'm also brewing compost tea. I got a worm farm going. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I've gone overboard on. <laughs> well, this seems like a good place to pause. So let's stop for a minute to hear a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Linda Borgie from Farmyard, and you, my friends, are just one seed away. Farmyard is a mighty movement, and in order to connect 
the dots we needed to create a mighty network. And we did just that. And this is an invitation to come on in and check it out. You get the first week free, and after that, it's $9.99 a month. You know, two cups of fancy coffees at Starbucks, and you're good to go. And what are you going to get in return? Oh, my goodness, a ton of information on how to grow healthy people. All categories, from growing soil to organ energy. So come on in and check it out, seed.farmyard.com, and I will put it in the show notes. Well, we're back with Rocky from California, and he's going to let us know how this activated water has helped him in his farming endeavor, and he's going to let us know how to build a Vortex Brewer. So, Rocky, was it hard to build your brewer? Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't hard at all. Um, being an engineer, I took some educated guesses at flow rates and things like that, and figured out the valving pretty easily. I, you know, I did watch some online videos on vortexers and kind of got an idea of what they needed to do, and then, um, you know, went down to my local uh, Home Depot and. Uh, and bought the parts I needed and things just, you know, kind of fell together. Um, I lucked out on some stuff uh, and got it right, but uh, overall it, it works uh, amazingly well. Um, so, yeah. So you, you therefore would, would really recommend others to, to build one as well. Gosh, um, this, this is so funny. Um, I had some of the water that I, put on some bedding plants that my wife had their, their flowering plants in the front of the garden. And, you know, later on in the day, I went out there and I looked at them and I thought, you know, Oh my God, they look, they just look happy. Uh, That's the only word I can describe is I said, they just, because they were standing so upright, like reaching towards the sky. I mean, I've never seen them do that before. And it was like, I was just like, wow, is that incredible? And then my wife came home, she was in Connecticut, an, on the East coast, uh, another week after star Island. And she came home and I'd already had the vortexer built and she put it on some plants and, and in her own, you know, on her own, she, you know, she, she said, do those plants look happier? Is it just my imagination? <laughs> and I said, no, they, they do. So, you know, I, you know, I don't believe often in hokey things and I, you know, things that I perceive are, you know, I don't have a good scientific basis for, but I'll tell you, uh, well, there is some research on it, so so that is interesting. Uh, Rudolf Steiner, I guess, uh, in in the research he did, but um, I, you know, it just to me, it's funny because it does seem to work. So I'm I'm kind of amazed at this point. So, and we, uh, I was speaking with Rocky before we uh, before we started to record, and he has agreed to do a couple of videos for us to show everyone step by step how it's done. I mean, I know we have hardware stores and, and Home Depots and those big box stores across the country. So maybe if we all started to vortex our water, you know, have water that was infused, right? And all our plants were standing at attention, maybe the energy would start to lift a little bit or something because we all know something's got to give. So then, so then, then you put compost uh, tea into the bubbler. 
yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you know, and, and then another thing I did is I actually um, built a small in a five-gallon bucket, a you know, a compost maker, um, just drilled a bunch of holes in a in a bucket and started making compost. But of course, that isn't ready yet. But um, what I did for the compost um, maker is um, I bought some. Uh, organic soil at a local garden supply and i added some um, bacteria they have um whatever the myocillium or whatever the mycelium yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they sell that in bags so i bought a small bag of that and i added that to the soil and then put that in a you know in a stocking and put it in the bucket with some um, seaweed extract and fish emulsion and molasses oh Um, yeah you gotta feed them you gotta feed them It's funny you say the mycelium because um, I have been inoculating shiitake logs for the Schwankum Day event on Saturday, and we will have inoculated logs available for sale. Uh, They're so beautiful, Rocky, when they fruit, when those shiitakes fruit on those logs. Not only is it like a thrill, it was like a thrill of a lifetime for me, but the colors of them, the depths and different colors just within the one mushroom coming off off the hardwood is really pretty pretty crazy but pretty soon you won't have to buy any more mycelium because you right. got a bunch of poopers don't you rocky well, i do i do so I'm, I'm so excited to have the worms and i'm ready you know and when my compost is uh i get the first batch of that going it's it's actually going very well in the bucket it's uh starting to decompose it, it smells really good so it doesn't have that foul you know, smell to it. It's a nice earthy smell. So I know I'm doing that right. And how many, so what did you start with? How many worms? Oh, you know, I don't, I can't tell you the quantity of worms. It was just, it's a worm farm. It's a worm farm 360 or something like that. It's, you know, I just saw it online. It looked good. So I bought the, the, um, the worm farm and the worms, the worms came with it. Oh, I got you. The worms came with it because I started with a, a pound of worms. I'm going to say when, a pound of worms, yeah. Something. So a pound of worms. And it's not a million dollars either. No, no, no. It was very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And and you really could make those bins yourself. And right in the Mighty Network, we have uh, a video. My nephew, Jonathan, who is an engineer for Siemens, he did this demonstration of even an engineer can build a worm bin, and it's right in the coursework <laughs> yeah. of, the mighty, of the mighty network. Look, my grandmother taught me well. If you're going to cry, stay home. Yeah. You know, right. as, as long as we can laugh and continue to laugh, you know, well, you know we're going to have to keep... We're going to have to keep our eye on you, Rocky, and see what you're up to next because you have to tell everybody about the peach tree oh, episode. Oh, gosh. That was... Oh, gosh. He says... <laughs> well, you know, I, I love peaches. I love fresh fruit. And as I mentioned in the first house we lived in, we had 10 fruit trees in the back. So ever since then, I've you know, I wanted to plant a peach tree because we had a fantastic peach tree oh my god the peaches were huge they were so delicious and you you just can't get peaches like that anywhere and so long and short of it is when my wife was still in connecticut uh, i i decided to go out and buy some fruit trees (laughs) she wasn't thrilled with me for doing that but she understood that i wanted peach trees so so she went along with it and and i planted them and and so one of them the peach tree had uh, about a you know a couple dozen peaches on it 
and uh, it sat out on the patio for two or three days until I got the ground ready and everything was fine. And boy, as soon as I put it in the ground, the peaches started to disappear. And the, the long and short of it is I figured out it was something coming up from underneath. It wasn't birds because I'd put bird netting in and all that. So I set a video camera up for my security system out in back and, and sure enough, it, it uh, captured a, a big old rat uh, coming in at night and uh, eating the peaches. And uh, <laughs> despite my efforts several nights to, to try to dissuade it and, and, and build a fortress around the tree, it still got through. Um, but I finally had success because there's nothing like having a video camera and see, seeing how you failed um, to improve. So failure is always a success and that you learn from it, right? And uh, so eventually I was able to build a fortress that he couldn't uh, penetrate. But, but we did decide to, to take the fruit trees back because I, I didn't. And, and the main reason for that, too, is um, it, our yard is small and it really took up a considerable amount of space where we now have planted the redwood, um, sorry, the, uh, the redwood planters, where we have the redwood planters. So um, that was part of it too, is I just wanted more room and realized it was kind of a mistake to, to have planted them. But anyway, a good learning experience. But, oh my God, the videos were funny though. Yeah. The videos were funny, Rocky. Oh. It's real. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on here. It's really, really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for... Uh, you know, doing those instructional videos for everyone out there. It's really important to get um, to get it moving. And gosh, I, I wish we didn't have to wait so long to go back to Star Island. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's been my pleasure to, uh, Linda, thank you for inviting me to, to share some of this with you. and really appreciate all your hard work and your website. It's great, so thank you. Thanks again, sweetie. Be well. And tell your wife I send my love. I sure will. Thank you, Linda. All right, honey. Well, there you go. Another another very interesting episode. Be sure to check the show notes. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe and download. Have any questions, send them to Linda at farmyard.com. And... Until then, go farm your yard. This podcast is supported by a collaborative cooperative inside of our mighty network. We thank everyone for tuning in. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. And until then, go farm that yard. <laughs>